Don't make excuses because that makes you weak. There's no but to being Olympic champion. You either win or you lose. Olympic Channel Podcast. Buenos Aires 2018. That was Olympic champion Chad Leclerc. I'm Ed Knowles, and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. We are in Buenos Aires, and as well as giving you all the headlines from the Youth Olympic Games each and every day, we will also be finding the biggest Olympic talking points and asking some of the world's best athletes and influencers to go in deep about all things Olympic. Well, 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 what a weekend we are having in Buenos Aires. I took a trip down to the Green Park, and it was an absolute treat. The place was full to capacity and the atmosphere was absolutely spot on. And today we've got someone very special. It was my pleasure to meet Olympic gold medalist swimmer, Chad Leclerc. And we talked about what happens after success, legacy, and how both of his parents got cancer just before Rio 2016. All of that coming quite soon, but first. The Youth Olympic Games headlines. Russia have won a huge 19 medals in the swimming. Clement Klesnikov and Andrei Minakov both won six golds and one silver. It was a tense victory for Italian gymnast Georgia Villa. The 15-year-old took all-around gold in the gymnastics, overcoming some butterflies in her stomach. She admitted that both her and her coach had been suffering from nerves around the event. And Francis Hugo Gaston beat home favourite Facundo Diaz Acosta in the men's tennis final. Tennis legend and Olympic silver medalist Gabriela Sabatini was one of the many Argentinians who packed out the stadium to capacity. Today, there will be medals in the hockey five-a-side, archery mixed team finals, and also the women's gold medal in the tennis. Head to olympicchannel.com for all your news and features from all around Buenos Aires 2018. Olympic Channel Podcast, Buenos Aires 2018. Chad Leclerc built on the five Youth Olympic Games medals he won in Singapore back in 2010 to have a memorable London 2012. He returned home to South Africa, an Olympic champion swimmer, beating Michael Phelps along the way. The build-up to Rio 2016, well, it was difficult. Both his parents got cancer. He wanted to come away with multiple Olympic golds. He came away with two silvers and a lesson. He learned that it doesn't matter what's happened to you. When you step on the blocks to perform, you have to put it all to one side. But we started off by talking how to build a foundation here at the Youth Olympic Games. Olympic Channel Podcast. The first one in 2010, you know, it was obviously the first one. And then Nanjing was super big and super like out there. And then this one just has a really cool type of tango samba feel. It's really fun. So I really enjoy it. What you can build here at the Youth Olympic Games is the start of your story, basically, isn't it? You started here. You're always talking about legacy and being a legend and all that kind of stuff. And it starts right here at the Youth Olympic Games, doesn't it? Absolutely. I think, you know, what's important about the Youth Olympics is it gives you that platform to build on going forward. So, you know, you get to deal with all this stuff which you're not necessarily used to dealing with. You know, when you're in Olympic life, um, village life, so should I say, a lot of media to do, a lot of, you know, drug testing for the first time. You know, these guys are, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, which a lot of them haven't been exposed to that. Well, I never, I never was before. So, definitely opened my eyes to like a bigger world and obviously the competition is, is very high. I mean, it's crazy high at the moment, coming here and watching them. And so, if we talk about your legacy, uh, it's one of those things, isn't it, that when something really bad happens, like at Rio, 
at first it's like it's a wounder and there's no there's no way around it you know sure. you, it's 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 horrible but uh it's the start i suppose of of a or the middle of a story so re, uh, in london super successful everything goes exactly to plan i imagine or yeah. you know more or less i suppose and then rio it's tough what do you think you've learned from that time that you're now implementing? Is it giving you an extra mental mental strength, pay me, maybe? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, for me, it was uh, a lot of, I think a lot of athletes kind of, uh, after like a big loss or something, you know, they, they they kind of go into their shell and they just, you know, kind of accept the fact that that happened. I'm completely the opposite. I was, I was very motivated, man. After London, you know, we call it uh, a post-Olympic depression. <laughs> Everything doesn't feel as good. And after London, to be honest with you, I didn't want to train. You know, I was I was so happy with everything, and I took a long, lot of time off. And I was, to be fair to myself, 2013. If I'm being real, realistic, it was actually a very bad training year. Even though it was a successful year, I was still riding off the success of 2012. Now 2016 came, and I just want to get back in the pool. Like that next day, I was I was highly motivated. I was highly, highly disappointed in myself. Um, look, two silvers isn't the worst result in the world. You know, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, take two silvers in Rio, I would have signed the dotted line. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I expected a lot more for myself and uh, you know it is what it is I'm not going to make an excuse about it you know I had my reasons but you know we'll see what happens I, I believe um, like you say it's given me an extra kick um, and you know it's, it's, it's all about responding you know in, in the face of adversity I think you know you, you can't judge someone for when they're always winning you know you have to, you have to judge them when the back's against the wall and that's what, that's what I'm hoping to prove again in Tokyo. I think with, with legacy and with like creating something that everyone's going to remember. Sometimes, obviously, you've got to win. That's that, sure. go, that goes without saying. Basically, you know, the champions are the ones people are going to remember. And if that's what you're cre- trying to create, then that's the that's the start. Yeah. But there are other things as well. Like people will relate to you more if you're open and vulnerable, and you tell people about what you're going through. People buy into that basically and end up supporting you more. Have you felt that? I mean, I think, like I say, 2016 was a difficult year. Obviously, my, both my parents, you know, having cancer, especially my mom, was really sick. Um, honestly, my story is, I think, very unique, you know, because I come from a small town in South Africa, very humble beginnings. Um, you know, we didn't come from money or anything, so, you know, we had to work really hard for everything that we had, and I think it created a lot of character within us, you know. But we always were a very tight-knit family. We, we still are. And nothing changes, you know, for us, whether we win or we lose, it's the same thing, you know, we, 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 my family love me no matter what, and I think that's what makes us very special. Um, I'm very fortunate to have the family that I have, and I think, uh, you know, like you say, 2016 wasn't, it wasn't the best year for me, um, and I'm very, I really do want to win in Tokyo, it's very important to me, like for me, for, for, for me, you know, like I think 2016 was a bit of a bunch of stuff, and I wanted to, you know, win for myself, but also win for a lot of other people, and now it's like, I missed that that feeling of winning, being Olympic champion, you know, and it was it was tough to take, but you know, it's like I say, you got to respond and you got to you get to get back to the drawing board, and I'm I'm very confident that I will be successful in Tokyo. It's about building a team around you as well, I suppose, isn't it? And like your family, when when that it's, sometimes it's like one of your greatest strengths is that you've built this team, especially we we in Britain, <laughs> your dad was like a, a legend, you know, like and everyone loved him. And, um, and at London 2012, because he did this amazing interview with the BBC, basically. And <laughs> when you when something like that happens, it ends up being your, your your biggest weakness as well, because it's like, oh, you know, you've built, you've invested all this time in trying to make that 
all surrounding you to be as comfortable as possible and then it's taken away from you. So what would you say is the ways you've kind of combated that post-Rio? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've since I've I joined a new team, Energy Standard, after, after Olympics, um, or kind of before Olympics, but we went afterwards. And, you know, we first time actually working with a sports psychologist. Um, yeah, Rich Hampson from UK, actually, British guy. And uh, it's uh, it was interesting because I've never really enjoyed that. I've never really wanted to tap, mess with anything. But, you know, he just said to us, you know, you want to try and manage your ups and your downs. It mustn't be too high, mustn't be too low. So you just got to go there and just race. And whatever happens, happens. And I think that's the mentality I, I take going forward. I've always kind of had that. But after Rio, I was, I was pretty, um, I don't want to use devastated. That's not the right word. Because like my dad always says, you know, we, we, we don't cry for losing. We cry for winning. You know, that's that's how the Leclerc family motto is. So as much as I wanted to cry, I couldn't, you know, I wasn't, it was just, I was just disappointed. And um, yeah, it, it's it's like you say, you want to you wanna manage that after that. And it was, it was hard, you know, I came back from the airport in 2012 and I had 17,000 people at the airport greeting me, just me and Cameron van der Berg. It was unbelievable. It was like, I can't describe to you how that felt, you know, walking out and you just seeing a whole stadium of people at the airport up and it was crazy, crazy. We had to have like police escorts and it was just crazy for the first couple of months even the first year was just like unbelievable and then after Rio I had a couple of people there you know it was it was you know not as big of course but I felt like I let a lot of people down and that was tough even though everyone celebrated those silvers like it was gold you know because they knew what I went through but for me it just didn't feel the same and um, what I can say is just you know just go back to what you know and just go back to make a few changes assess it don't make excuses because that makes you weak, you know. I believe a lot of people, a lot of great sportsmen, you see them making excuses after losses, and maybe there are excuses. I mean, I'm sure if 99% of the people went through what I went through in 2016, I don't think they would have made that Olympic final, you know. So, at the end of the day, um, there's no but to being Olympic champion. There's no, you know, oh, Chad Leclerc could have won that or didn't win that, you know. There's no such thing. You either win or you lose. So, that's it's very simple. That's the way I've always uh, approached life. Uh, one of your friends is is Wade Van Niekert, and he, he um, is on his on his way. It seems like he's been coming back. Always the headline when you search for his name on on the, he's coming back. Don't worry, he's coming back. He's on his way. Um, have you spoke to him? Um, have you given him any any words of advice about how to make a successful comeback? I mean, Wade and I are good mates. Obviously, um, we both, he spends a lot of time in Cape Town, and I, I'm living there. So we get to see each other quite often. Um, yeah, after what happened was was quite terrible. I think it's actually a year ago. Yeah, it's October last year. I mean, I just we spoke a, a bit in January, right when it was quite fresh. Uh, we both also sponsored by Discovery, so we were doing a commercial, and uh, the guy was literally so positive. He was walking around, like hopping around. This was like eight weeks after, you know, like well, a month after the operation. You know, I'm just like, this guy's crazy, you know. So I mean, I didn't have to give him too much advice to be fair, but you know, I just said to him. You know, it's going to be difficult, a lot harder than you think it's going to be. So prepare for the worst and you'll be surprised. And finally, just going to Tokyo 2020, you boys together, you must be like, I, I, I can see the steel in your eyes and I see it in Wade as well. It's like, like prep for success, basically. Yeah, I think so. I mean, at the end of the day, I can't guarantee a win. Or I can't guarantee anything, you know. All I can say is I'll prepare myself the best possible way. And, um, you know, whether that's gold, silver, bronze or fourth or eighth, you know. I'll be happy with what I've done because I've made decisions myself the last couple of months, you know, where I've, you know, I feel empowered by that, you know, where I've taken charge of my life and, you know, I, I do see myself winning, if I'm being totally honest. I, I see that national anthem, you know, I really, I've really seen everything, the walkout, the race, my competitors and, 
I just don't see any other way. With respect, of course. Chad, thank you very much for joining us. Cheers. Right, tomorrow we are talking about not giving up on your Olympic dream and maybe that means swapping sports. We spoke to Akwasi Frimpong, who took his track skills and made it into Africa's first skeleton rider for Ghana. One of our athletes from our series Heroes of the Future is competing tomorrow in the diving. Randell Willars from Mexico has a good chance of a medal in the men's three-meter springboard and is our person to keep an eye on today. Diving is one of the many things that we have streaming at olympicchannel.com. You should go over there if you want your highlights or want to watch anything live. You can also download the app and get it all on your phone. If you've been hanging around on our Twitter or Facebook handles, you will have seen Yog Daily. It's our daily live show with Ashley Tulloch, who's been doing a sterling job each and every single day. We even did a little show in Spanish as well today with Lenena Encabo. So it's well worth tuning in if you speak Spanish. It's a little, little bit of homework for you there. Or if you like it in English, because it's in English as well with Ashley Tulloch. And she has guests every single day, top ones as well. I'm in Buenos Aires for the rest of the Youth Olympic Games. Remember to give us a subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We will keep you up to date. Don't you worry with all the headlines and another athlete to watch every single day. That's it for now. Thank you very much. See you soon. Think, Think like an Olympian. Olympian.